Hello, hello. This is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Oh, my goodness. This is Tracy Harrell. Can you guys hear me? Do you understand that we are international best-selling authors? We are authors of the book Ignite Happiness. It went bestseller, Dr. Tart, in eight countries. That's outstanding. Outstanding. (laughs) Book, Book number one is now an international bestseller in eight different countries. The U.S., the U.K., Canada, Italy, Spain, France, Germany, and I'm missing one. Australia. Did I say Australia already? No, you didn't. There you go. (laughs) And and 14 different Amazon book categories. So in each country, you have this whole matrix. In each country, there's like, which categories was it number one? It is amazing. It feels so amazing. Ignite happiness. So I'm just going to put a little plug out there. Feel free to go. It's free today. It's it, 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 today, I think, no, the 31st, it's through tomorrow. Zero cost to download it on Amazon. And really, let me just read from this real quick. This is, this is the beginning of what it says in Amazon about this book. It says, the book was written with the goal of inspiring more happiness on the planet. All if right. each one of us was living our dream, going after our desires, and spending every day smack dab in the middle of what makes us happy, just imagine, just imagine what kind of world it would be. Just imagine if we all ignited happiness, what type of world it would be. That's really what this is about. That's really what Ignite Happiness, that's what this show is about. So I wanted to do a quick introduction to one of my Ignite Happiness authors, Miss Sarah. Would you like to just do another quick introduction, who you are, and, and Sarah, this book is about action. So clarify to us what action, what was your story? What was your story called? And what action do you recommend to others to ignite happiness in their life? Hi, Tracy. Lovely to be here again. So my name is Sarah Cross. And, and where my are story, you, Sarah? Where are you located? I that, am that in New Zealand accent. right now. That lovely <laughs> accent of yours. <laughs> thank you. I am British, but I am currently in New Zealand. And so my story was called Our Crazy Boat Trip, um, a really unplanned, untrip adventure that I took with my family that just taught me so much about how sometimes in life you can't plan you know but there's some excitement in going with the flow with the journey of where life may take you and pushing aside all the fears you may have which most of the time are just stories that you've made up in your head about some possible outcome and we can actually fill our heads with positive stories because if we don't know what's going to happen in the future why not uplift ourselves by inventing amazing stories about how wonderful things might be And from this trip, I realized how having so much less in our lives 
is actually so enriching that sometimes we think that more is better, but actually less sometimes can be better as well. And not needing to plan ahead so much necessarily all the time, because particularly as a mother, I you want to keep your children safe, you want to be able to know what's happening. And life just unfolds sometimes and we really don't know where it's going. So I had this incredible journey and learned so much about living in the moment, I think, because I'd gotten this kind of rut as a mother where you're just doing the night doing the looking after your kids you're cooking you're doing other things and life can be so much more life is full of adventure and when we say yes to opportunities that arise and we realize how much I realized how much I had in my life you know that even the simple things of having shelter a bed of having food in my fridge every day those are pure blessings that we sometimes overlook in the demand for more and my trip opened my eyes to the many blessings I have in my life. I love that. I I love that so much. We're going to come back to several things that you said. I was just taking notes. But next, I'm going to have Dr. Tart. Can you introduce yourself again, Dr. Tart? And, and I love you. You've been on my personal journey for a while. I've been writing a number of books, and then I decided to write in this book. But we have some full solo projects that we've been writing about as well. We're going to talk about that later on. But go ahead and introduce yourself and, and, and share, again, what advice do you provide to people to ignite happiness in their lives? Thank you, um, Tracy. It is so good to be um, with you guys again. And Sarah, I love your story. You were just so on point. It is outstanding to recognize that even as a young mother, you're able to teach your children that sometimes less is more. And sometimes we... We, we crowd our lives with so many things of what it is that we want and we forget those simple things that are so necessary like um, air and water and you know those kinds of things. But in terms of happiness, just having a safe place to be, having a, a family um, that you care about and that you believe cares about you and being able to express that um, so in terms of just how do I help my clients sometimes when we're looking at whatever it is that's causing the pain, we look for happiness by recognizing that there are things that are right there, right, right in front of us that's worthy of celebrating. So we talk about those things to talk, to find that, that feeling of happiness. What is that? What does that feel like? Because sometimes you may have forgotten. So now we can see what it feels like and then we can go for more. If we're gonna build anything, we can build a greater, a greater level of happiness by identifying like, what is that for me? And appreciating that appreciation and valuing it. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Sarah, one of the things you said is that we can fill our heads with amazing stories about how wonderful things can be. We can do that just as easy as we can fill our heads, Dr. Tart. You just said we sometimes imagine the worst mm -hmm. before it's ever happened. It may never happen, but we spend time focusing on what could happen. It's bad as opposed to filling our heads with, with the amazing things that can happen. Mm -hmm. Sarah, tell us a little bit more about that, because what I find interesting is it's actually principle number one in, in, in our next book. I'm calling it Happiness 2.0, right? It's the book that, that we're writing called Loving the Journey and Living the Dream, right? Principle number one is believing it fully with joy. 
You just said, believe, fill your heads with amazing stories about wonderful things, how wonderful things can be. Why is it so important to visualize your amazing future? That's literally, I have three strategic principles and then three transformational practices, practices under each strategic principle. Believing it fully with joy and then visual, visualizing your amazing future. Why is that so important, Sarah? I think that whatever we don't know what's going to happen but if we've got these positive pictures in our heads like if we wake up and I often try to say to myself you know today could be the best day of my life when you ask those questions and expect you know what if some random person that gave me this great opportunity that like why don't we make up those because those stories change our state they change the way that we feel they make us more positive so that when other things happen I think we we it's like you say it, it lifts lifts our bubble. It gives us that armor so that if something comes up, we're able to like bounce it off as much easier. Oh well, it didn't go, but that's okay. You know, maybe this is going to happen still. And and when we focus on all the amazing things that could possibly happen, it it really does for me. It makes me feel better. It uplifts me. It's, it's not always easy. I think it's more of a habit. And what I found really does work is asking those lofty questions, those questions that are empowering. How can I smile more today? How can I make someone else feel better today? How can I make this an amazing day? Those kind of questions, when you start, your mind starts looking for those answers. And then, you know, your whole day is going to start on a high. I love that. I love that so much. And, and, and Sarah, the other thing we're going to do, Dr. Tart and Sarah, some of our favorite, 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 I'll call them knowledge brokers, some of the happiest people, Wayne Dyer, for example, we talked about Tony Robbins before. I love, love, love Deepak Chopra, words from the Bible. Dr. Tart, you love to quote Jesus, my favorite, my BFF, <laughs> WWJD, what would Jesus do, right? I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot, of, a lot of resources that we all tap into, a lot of learnings that we tapped into. And when I think about this, what you just said, uh, Sarah, is, you know, focus on the amazing possibilities. Again, I love Deepak Chopra. You're welcome to come on this show anytime, Deepak. You're, you're my godfather <laughs> of wisdom. Uh, he, he will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that into the universe right now. I'm just going to call it out. Deepak and I will be having a one-on-one -on -one conversation at some point. Oh, I, okay. It's on. Absolutely. So Deepak, when you, Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, he talks about tapping into the infinite possibilities of the universe. But Wayne Dyer talks about also the power of the mind. Tony yes. Robbins, they all talk about it, right? Dr. Tart, I know you as, from, as a clinical psychologist talk about it and think about that. What other words of wisdom, what other sources would you guys reference? Like what, so we're not just talking. I just, I'm, I kind of want to bring into the, in these other people into this, into these, I'm calling them these nine nuggets, right? <laughs> Around what we believe it takes for people to be happy believing it fully with joy, visualizing your amazing future, it's scientifically proven to work. It's like positive psychology. So Dr. Tart, any, any other words of wisdom, why it works, the, 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 the psychology of why it works and how it works, the physical, mental, all those things that connect. I think a part of that comes from uh, the way that our brain is wired, the way that we think. Um, um, one of the young ladies that you had before who talked about the, the, paths the paths of the brain and how Tracy, and, and, Tracy yeah. Stone yes 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 Tracy Stone um and that was just so inspiring but when we think about um we can look around us and there's that adage that says water seeks its own level but when there mm. is a a, a, a constant path of thought 
depending on uh, how you have been introduced to the world as it were, or, or if there were certain circumstances that you had to continuously live through. So there's this particular mindset um, that's there. Uh, Sarah, you were talking about how you could wake up in the morning and said, what if I could bring a smile to someone else's face, or if I could do this, or if I could do that, those kinds of things that would bring about some sense of happiness. And when you can believe that you are capable of doing that, then that's, that's important. Um, but to your point, uh, Tracy, and asking what are some of the things, uh, what are some of the other things we have to give considerations to the environment. We've got to, we've got to look at some of the basic things like energy, food, water, you know, those kinds of things. And, and to make it happen, it's like, oh, this is so exciting. If I can just know that I'm not going to be thirsty today. I mean, I'm, I'm really talking about basic things in terms of what can help us to get to that place and we can mm. appreciate it. We don't take it for granted. Okay, think about the philosophy behind uh, even the minim minimalists. You don't take for granted what you've got. You realize this is all I need. This is absolutely all I need and I can do whatever it is that I set out to do today. You know, it may not be as big as somebody else, but my hill can look like a mountain to me if it's the first time that I've ever uh, uh, conquered a hill, as it were, that, that kind of I thing. So that. how do I perceive it, see it? What value do I extend to it? I love that. Visualizing your amazing future, even just using the word amazing, not just vision, visualizing your future, thinking about visualizing an amazing future, a visualizing something a, a wonderful. Sarah, I love that. T fill our heads with these amazing, wonderful things that are going to happen. That is scientifically, scientifically proven to ignite happiness in your life because by definition, you are generating, you're creating an expectation for good things to happen. And then there's a bias to what you're going to encounter, mm -hmm. right? It, it's like, um, what's that Charlie Brown character that's, that, that's, that's all with the Linus? Is he the one with the cloud over his head? Lionel, <laughs> right, right? You know, woe is me. No, yes. yay is me. All things are going to ha happen. All, what, what does the Bible say, right? All things work out for our good. For those who love him and are called according to his purpose. All right now. All right now. So, and it's scientifically proven. Like I said, just elements of, of positive psychology. Sarah, you and I were talking about Wayne Dyer and um, the father of all positive thinking. What, what was one of the things that you shared with me about Wayne Dyer that you liked so much when it came to, I mean, that's become things obviously, but the, the positive, the use of positive psychology? Um, I'm not sure in honesty what conversation that was. I know I've um, watched often, I'm a great fan of, of so many people who have this wisdom that I've watched like well, Wayne Dyer, like Tony Robbins. Yeah. I think at the moment, Tony Robbins, you know, I think I go through phases, you know, mm -hmm. like I think it depends on your own personal need when mm -hmm. you're what you're feeling like you need. And there's so many amazing people out there that have gone through. And that's what I love is that it's this whole concept of stories again, that a lot of these people came from very average backgrounds, but they made something of themselves and they overcame so many struggles in the process that allows you to know that you can relate to them and that 
if you need help, they they and and I love the people like like we've we've talked about that that understand the psychology because this whole mind psychology thing was new to me until recently. And knowing that our, our brain does always defer to keeping us safe. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always trying to lean towards the negativity. So we're, we've got to overcome that. And listening to empowering people like Wayne Dyer, like Tony Robbins, like so many people who can give us those tips and advice, it is with the power of the internet these days you know this has only been a relatively recent phenomenon that we have all these resources that we can tap into all of this research all of this knowledge by other people and apply it to ourselves to me is just so i'm so appreciative it's so amazing that we have this opportunity right here and right now i I totally agree one of the things that i that i love best as we think about again my three strategic principles on how to love the journey while living the dream this, this is happiness 101 for me is believing it fully with joy. Believe it, right? We talk about visualization and some other things. The second step is really start doing it and keep doing it. Like keep it moving, right? Whatever that it is for you. And then achieving it in each moment along the journey. Those are the three big buckets. So basically believe that you can accomplish whatever that goal is. Say it's weight loss, for example, which I'm on that journey as well, releasing 100 pounds. And Tracy Stone and I talked about how I think differently. She has helped me to think differently. Wow, the sun is really coming in behind me. I feel like there's a halo. There's this glow, this glow of light behind me. That's really weird. (laughs) Anyway, um, does it look as weird to you guys as it does to me? So we'll go to someone else in a second and I'll try to readjust my, my angle. Um, but what, what I love about, about this, this, this concept is we actually get to decide what our next move is going to be. So if I say believe it fully with joy, that's the first thing you need to do to visualize it, to really um, use the power of visualization, to see it is to believe it, to reprogram our brain. Tracy Stone helped me on my journey of losing weight. And you mentioned earlier this I, this concept, Sarah, of filling our heads with um, amazing stories and deciding that today's gonna be the best day of our life. So what Tracy Stone had me to do during our RTT, we did a rapid transformational therapy session, was really these things. Think about what I think about when I choose foods, right? I used to choose foods to reward myself. I used to choose foods for various other reasons. And what's super exciting is now when I think about eating, I'm, you know, I'm fueling my body. I think of my body as a temple. So I really don't think about the crap and, and I don't celebrate it either. So again, when you think about visualizing whatever your goals are, it's really that we do get to program our brain, use the power of our subconscious to program our brain. So when it comes to programming your brain to tune it to happiness, um, Dr. Tart, when I think about one of the terms we always talk about is being intentional, right? Start doing it and keeping it moving. So if I'm gonna lose weight, if I say I wanna release some weight, and I say, okay, I'm not going to eat sugar and I'm going to eat more healthy and I'm drinking lots of water and I'm going to work out. We have as the first transformational practice under that particular principle is um, being intentional, mm-hmm. being intentional. Tell me why it's so important to be intentional. And I'm going to try to adjust my camera so that I'm not, don't have a halo effect. One of the reasons that it's important to be intentional is that we have to recognize where we're going. 
If it is that we're saying that we want to do a particular thing, we have to understand that that thing is important to us. What's the significance? How do we, how do we not only think about that thing, but have you, have you identified how you feel about that particular thing? And that's a part of that intentional. Wayne Dyer does say in the power of intention, can you see it? The first, under that being, um, uh, believing it fully and enjoying it, you have that visualization. I'm a biggie on vision boards because I think that once I can see it and because our thoughts are so rapid, we can easily say one thing, but in the next moment we could be doing something that's just the opposite of that because we aren't as familiar or it is not as comfortable. It may be that we're having to let go of something that we really wanted and we've not investigated it, if you please, and or, and, mm. or uh, we're doing it because someone else insists that that's the that's that's what you should be doing, or that's the norm. We are unique. Mm. We are unique beings in our own right, and how our behaviors towards certain things has a lot to do with how we identify or relate to those things. The emotional investment, and which is a, a, a favorite concept of mine, that we give to certain things. So the power of intention is critical because there's so many pieces that we we um, are to dissect before we can really make that covenant, as it were, in that mm. direction to go and do those kinds of things. The scripture tells us that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So those things that we continue to hold in our heart, uh, if we've not let go of those things, we can say, the mouth can say whatever it is that we want to say it, but what does the heart say? I mean, is the heart convicted towards that particular thing? So the intention of that thing is critical and knowing what it entails to get through that is, 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 is important. And to understand, this is one thing, if, if I may, uh, just a second, understand that there may be a setback and that's okay. That's a part of the journey, that in and of mm. itself. Sometimes when we are starting on something and we're so intent to say that we are going to do that and we have a, a slip up of whatever, then um, we, we, are, we are at that place where sometimes we want to just give up. But that's, mm -hmm. that's part, the, a part of the journey is recognizing that we don't know what it's going to look like. Okay, we don't, we don't know everything about that. So it's okay. It's okay not to be okay sometimes. And then mm -hmm. we get past that and keep it moving. I love it, Sarah. I think it's so interesting because I know your story brings up, I mean, it's it's so interesting that all these 37 stories in this happy Ignite Happiness book have these beautiful golden threads. And we wrote this book well before I even thought about writing an Ignite Happiness. So it's like these fundamental truths exist. And what, what Dr. Dark just said is, you know, the power of intention. You decided to go on your crazy boat trip with your family. You had no idea how it was all going to end. You didn't have everything figured out, but you were willing to kind of go with the flow. You 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 were open. You were intentional. I like to say this show in my life is intentional but organic, right? It's intentional. You you have a plan, but you also kind of let it go. Why is that so important? Why is that combination of being intentional and organic so important? Yes, absolutely. And it's something that since that trip, I've, I've tried to apply, but sometimes we have so much in our lives that I think we can get bogged down in the details. You know, yes, you have that vision, but then you can start to think that you need know how it's going to form. And so you, you plan. And so when something else comes along that doesn't look like your tunnel visioned thing, you're like, oh, well, that's not part of it. And I think being open to the idea that, okay, you have this idea, you have this vision, but being open to the possibilities that it may not be a straight line to get there, that it might be a wiggly path. And on the way you might have struggles and 
to open yourself up to the possibility that I'm going to ride this wave and deal with things mm. as they come. And, and I think it's the riding of the waves, what I learned is that it's overcoming the fear, overcoming the problems, that that's where you grow. That's where you mm. become stronger and where the lessons are. You know, the easy path is not necessarily going to be the one that brings you the most happiness because that feeling of accomplishment and self-satisfaction when you overcome some struggle it is just so immense. And so sometimes, although we don't realize that, like we've said, looking back, you realize that those struggles were a blessing because they had a valuable lesson in them. Absolutely. Okay, can you drop your mic? <laughs> that was a drop the mic moment. The easy path is not necessarily going to bring you the most happiness. Now you heard that here on the Ignite Happiness author showcase absolutely and, the, and, you, and you you and that's throughout this book throughout this book and you know we've had people on who talk about their their, their twin brother dying horrible yeah. horrible experience but you know she also was able to grasp that if that hadn't happened not that she would want it to repeat not that she wanted it to happen but she was able to find some positive that resulted or things that she was able to at least map out her life and see that if that hadn't happened, then these other 12 things wouldn't have happened. And, you know, I believe that all things are going to work out for my good. There's some, some power and some beauty in that. The easy path is not always going to be the happiest path. Dr. Tart, what can you say about that from a clinical psychologist? I perspective? can say amen. <laughs> People don't want to believe that. No one wants to believe that. We're Ignite Happiness authors. We have to be happy. We don't want any problems, right? However, <laughs> however, life happens. And with that, we recognize justice. Uh, Sarah, amen. All right. <laughs> understand, understand, as we look at this, this whole process, we look at this thing, we look at life and we're just saying, oh, I thought it was going to be whatever. Mm. And it's not. But that just because the mountain, as I said before, just because the mountain is there, it doesn't mean that it's not achievable. It could be hard. It could be, and as a matter of fact, you may scrape your knees, you might even break an arm. You know, you could go through some stuff, but what, did, did we not talk about lessons learned? You know, mm -hmm. we think about what was the lesson? Can this take you further than just this part of the journey? By virtue of me having, go, going through, go, having gone through that, can this experience take me further? Because this is a teachable moment. Now I've got mm. something to go further with. I love it. Hello, Claudia. Hello. Hi, Claudia. Welcome. <laughs> okay, are you are you unmuted? No, I, see, I see you look like you have a mute next to your name. I don't know if I'm. If that's just me. Can you help us out, Nathan? I have muted myself. I did it. Okay, I, did. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, great. Claudia, where are you located? Tell us who you are, where are you located? She's one of the Ignite Happiness authors, one of the best-selling okay. authors. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> one of our best-selling authors around the world. Where are you located? Say your name and what was the name of your story and what advice would you say right now in the moment to help people to ignite happiness in their life? When something's not going well, what would you suggest that they do? Okay, so my name is Claudia Patricia Perez, and right now I'm located in Bogota, Colombia. I live between Colombia and my in the USA, Miami. The I'm an attorney with a master's from France, two masters from France. 
uh, trilingual, etc. And my um, title of the story is Forgiveness to Happiness. And it's really, it really summarizes my story, uh, how forgiveness can really take us to enjoy the small pleasures, daily small pleasures, and not complain about the little things and always find the solution if we're still breathing and we're still healthy. So that's the title of my story. Um, I've been an eternal optimist, a very positive person. I've never been, I've never ever had a, I've never been mad more than maybe an hour. And I think- Wow, that's yeah, impressive. I consider but myself I an eternal really optimist, but now I'm redefining yeah. what that means. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> exactly. Well, my story is my journey um, from when I was a child, my older sister, which I love to death, and myself, we suffered uh, a stepfather who was a pedophile. It wasn't the terrible, serious situations that we hear out there, but it was still, you know, uh, bad enough. And so it did leave some unconscious things on me. And throughout the time, ironically enough, my dad wasn't usually there and he would gamble. My mom was an angel, but she was a flight attendant. And she, unfortunately she died when I was 18 in an airplane accident, an international flight. And two years after my dad. So I wasn't able to tell either one of them. We tried a couple of times, my sister and me, we just didn't do it. But I did realize now with my story out there and the reviews I've received from strangers, you know, total strangers that have mentioned specifically the story, not that I've been checking, a couple of friends of mine send me some screenshots of people I have no idea, one in San Diego and one, and I realized it is generating a very positive awareness and impact as far as, first of all, the main message, we need to forgive as a gift to ourselves because if we don't forgive, we're really gonna, you know, let go of many of the joyful moments life has to offer. And for many years, I had this deep love and admiration for women and unconsciously, I wasn't that respectful of men in general, but I wasn't really mad. I was just, I didn't think having a partner was a priority in my life. And with time, I realized that that was part of the trauma that had been, you know, instilled in me as a child by my stepfather. Now I was very popular in school. I was always smiley, sweet. I had very good grades always. So for many people, except the people that know has been a surprise. And it has been a surprise for those who knew my stepfather because he was, you know, he was an Oxford grad. And so I talk, it's like a short diary of my journey. It's not really that dramatic in a way. I don't know how to explain it. It was simply the day I decided that I had to let go completely of this, you know, memories of my past childhood. I was really able to enjoy things that I wouldn't enjoy before. And I was really able to appreciate that the love of you know, male partner is as important as a girlfriend, as your sister, as your mother. And so I, I really realized that was a very healthy approach that I took alone in time. And being the mom of a boy who was who's a beautiful child, 
I've learned to educate him with a very healthy stereotype. He's very sensible. He shows his vulnerabilities. Uh, sometimes he even, yeah, sometimes he's the first, he's had straight A's in school, blah, blah. And he's the first one from his group that has like a serious girlfriend and she's amazing. She's the sweetest thing. They talk to each other in Spanish, English, and French. His father is Belgium. Her, his um, father-in-law is from Paris. And it's funny because I asked her once, what was it that would make her, she was, a, she's maybe eight months older. She said, he's, Sebastian is the only boy in school that really gets us. He's sensible. He tells us, you know, he, we can talk to him like we're talking to one of our girlfriends. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I kind of laughed. So, at how, old, how old is your son, Claudia? 15 right now. Ooh, that's a great, that's a great age. Yeah. It's great that you raised him to be um, so loving. It's almost like you raised yeah. the, the father. You're preparing yeah. him to be the good man that you hoped you had in your mm -hmm. father. Dr. Tart, Dr. Tart, by the way, Claudia, is a clinical psychologist. She's been a therapist for 40 years. And I think what's, we, you know, we talked earlier, we've done a couple shows here, and we talked earlier about the importance of telling your story. Right. And so I know you said people didn't know your father's story. Now, these are yeah. keep in mind, My the book is called Ignite again. Happiness. The book mm -hmm. is called Ignite Happiness by definition, because we want to bring more happiness and joy into the world. And yet all of us seem to be revealing some deep, dark secrets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was telling my trauma that I never told anyone else before. Mm -hmm. to, right. We all are doing the Dr. Tart, why is it so why is it so uh, cleansing. Why does it ignite happiness yeah. when you're able to in, just just embrace your own truth? When you're able to tell your story in hopes of helping others, is it that helping others part that that, that, that is. is 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 the beauty of it? Is that what it is? Yeah. That part, so, that part. When you recognize that you may have ex had those experiences, but you've made a decision. Uh, Claudia just said, "I realized one day that I didn't want this anymore. I made a I made a choice." So you've made a decision. Once upon, when we've gone through so many of our traumas in life, oftentimes it's not necessarily just at our hand. It, we, we, we weren't in control of that moment, but we're in control of the moment when we decide that we can do it differently. So when we talk about igniting happiness, I may have struggled. I may have had some horrific experiences in my life and they were traumatic. And I did go through whatever it is that I've gone through. And just as Brianna Brown said, when you were talking about owning your own story, once I understood that this is my story that I choose, I'm choosing to make a conscious decision to have a happier life. That was my yesterday. This mm. is my today. I own my today by making some conscious decisions to do some things differently in my life. And, and Claudia, I love the fact that you were you were willing to show your son what's, what it looks like to be sensitive, for, uh, for a man to be sensitive towards a woman. You were willing in your own way to reveal some things to him rather than being macho and, and you know, it's, it's my world and everybody else is whatever. So it's, you know, we yeah. celebrate, we celebrate the kinds of things that we are really wanting to do. So in terms of igniting this happiness, yeah, this is for real and this yeah. can happen. It can happen to each of us if we choose if we choose and to recognize that our happiness could look different than someone else's happiness. And you know what, that's okay. So yes, it's critical, even though we're talking about all of these horrific experiences that we've had in our lives. We look at us ladies, look at us, look at you guys, mm -hmm. look at what you've yeah. done, look at what it is that you've given the world. You've said something to somebody, hey, wait up guys, This is a, it doesn't have to end this way. 
your your story doesn't have to end like the way that it it it, it begun it, it had begun. Now you can do something different, and you're making a conscious decision. You're putting forth that effort. You have that intention. You yeah. are creating this conviction to make it different. That's yeah. the word we were talking about as well, Claudia. We were just using the word intention. There's a several things. Hopefully you'll be part of, we'll call it happiness book number two, right? My, it was my solo book. Now it's going to be a collective book because there's too much wonderful happiness going on. It's too much great feedback from each of you. But one of the key principles is this idea of being intentional. And it sounds like you were into, you were intentional. What, what was that breakthrough moment for someone who's say been through something traumatic like you've been through, right? We've, you know, what was that moment for you? What, 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 what was it? that actually was the thing that said, you know what, enough. You know, like you say, you pretend not, you were happy, but you weren't deeply, you couldn't feel all of your feelings. You and I seem to may have had a, a very similar experience where you talked about being happy, but not like fully, fully able to, to um, acknowledge all of your feelings. So what, what was it about that? Like what advice would you give to someone who might be in a, in a plugged up kind of stifled uh, feeling as well and, and, and wants to do what you did? What advice would you share with them? Well, I would definitely tell them that um, our happiness depends solely uh, upon us. It's We can't find it outside. We cannot look for it with other people. Uh, and happiness is definitely one of the reasons why this journey through life is worth, is worth it. So if we're not, we need to own uh, happiness. We need to know that it's our sole responsibility and once my son was born, which is a life-changing moment, my mom had that in an airplane accident. It's not my dad, but my stepfather who was a pedophile. Once he was born and he turned about three, I put him in a Montessori school and I started teaching French. I needed to find a job in Miami that was suitable for the schedule. And I couldn't exercise my license as attorney from France. So I started working as a French teacher in a private all-girls school, and I realized that I loved being around children and girls, and I loved teaching, and that it was a huge responsibility to be a mom at that moment and to educate young minds. And I think the Ignite moment were those two together, how important it is for us to leave whatever past trauma, in my case it was my sister, in my case it was our our, you know, sexual abuse by, by the part of our, my pedophile, it was until we stopped them, which is how my story starts, that it just took 29 words one day and he completely stopped at 11 years old. So I realized that it was my purpose and my joy, not only to be around children, especially girls, but to be this example of completely the opposite of what I had been, you know, raised and the examples I had received of my father, who I loved dearly, but he wasn't around and we couldn't count on him. And then my pedophile, that and my mom, that was a flight attendant. She was 80% of the time away. So it really was being, becoming a mother and starting to teach in a school, in an all-girls school, the moment where I realized I had a responsibility and I had the mission to try to prevent. And then a few years later is when I started the non-for-profit, which... It's all the population is girls that were with um, from unprivileged homes. And um, so I have around 200 teenagers that have nothing. And in our non-for-profit, we give them really, we give them back their hope, their life projects. And I 
teach them that they should not, because they all tell me they hate men. And these are the phrases they use. And they're, most of them become lesbians. Most of them just say they, they think that's their monster because that the monsters were male figures that made them victims of all this trafficking and all the abuse. And what's the name, of your, what's the name of your nonprofit, Claudia? It's um, Education Matters. The website is www.educationmatterscol, which is Colombia. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to share real quick? No, that was like my ignite moment. Well, that that's lovely. Dr. Tar, I got to pull on you because this is some deep stuff. I've had yeah. some trauma, but I got to tell you, I, I, you know, I knew as my trauma was happening, I honestly knew along the way that these were bigger than me moments. It was traumatic and I tried to change things and I tried to make things better. But, you know, when you think about some of the things that she's just described, again, there are people around the world, thousands and thousands of people have downloaded this book, ladies. We are blessed to be a yeah. force for good. And, and mental know. health is so, so important. This book so is number important. one in a number of categories, stress management, right? Personal development, personal transformation, inner child, all these all these categories. Yeah. Dr. Tar, I, I need for you to bring your clinical psychologist's mind into space here. When she talked about these girls, so imagine people around the world who are you know picking up this book, Ignite Happiness, and they're gonna read her story and read our stories and they're gonna find these nuggets. But what, what, what other words of wisdom would you share for the girls that 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 might be in a position and and not knowing how to trust someone yes. who's harmed them so right. doctor i want to tell you something yeah. really quickly this is yeah. for the doctor and for everybody somebody sent me a review today of a steve of california he was he says that he downloaded the story and that he he mentions a few different things a few different stories and he mentions specifically mine, and he says specifically this, and I quote, he says, I'm a widow. Uh, my wife died of cancer a few years ago, and I was left as a single dad with three children at home. They're all under 14. This is the exact review, and I was so emotional when I read it because I know nothing about this person. And he said, I leave my children, I have to work a lot, and I leave my children a lot with strangers, with babysitters, with this, with that. And with people, I think, that are going to take care, good care of them. And now with this story, I became much more aware that I have to be more careful. It never even crossed my mind that a, per, a decent person. So he is saying, oh, my God, thank God for this story. Because I was like, whoever takes care of my kids, I'm fine. And now he's not fine. No, now he's not fine. And yeah. to that point, yeah, absolutely. And give God the praise, the fact that, it's this story. Who would have thought it a month ago, seriously, or two months ago, that yeah. your, your your book hadn't hadn't hit the hit the shelves at that moment? But the mind of individuals who it, it it has opened the minds. We're still talking about happiness. This man has now made a conscious decision to say, "Wait, I need to vet these people. I need to see if my children are safe. I need to pay yeah. attention to their personalities. I need to see if their personalities has changed since." yesterday or last week or whatever because and then i need to listen i need to talk with them i need to listen to them one of the things that uh, uh even as you the young girls with whom it is that you're working they change and 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 what happens oftentimes is that individuals say well yes i did change i stayed in my room i didn't want to talk to anybody anymore or whatever but nobody said anything to me and then when i did trust an adult and i shared it with an adult they didn't believe me so now they're heavy they're carrying this heavy burden alone and they don't know what to 
do with all of that pain. They don't know what to do with those feelings. So they're mm -hmm. wanting to understand. And um, what can I, what can I do? You said, Tracy, I think your question was, what would I say to them? I would say, sweetheart, first and foremost, believe that whatever this monster may have done to you, that it's not your fault. See, because you mm. first you've been groomed to believe that it is your fault. No, it's not your fault. It's absolutely unequivocally not your fault. And if you told one person and they didn't believe you, go tell another. Go tell another. Go tell another. Go tell somebody until somebody believes you. Until somebody believes you. And then say to them, I don't feel safe. Giving them, giving mm. them words to say, because their 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 mindset has been already torn down. Their belief in themselves that has been compromised. That's the nature of the beast. So being able to give them something that's solid, something that they can hold on to, an action that they can take, even though it may be fearful, they can, even though they may be fearful rather, they may be afraid to well, write a note and give it to somebody and say, would you please give this to somebody else or somebody or whatever, or what, but do give them something that they can physically do to, to believe in themselves. Too often, too often, I have clients who are, in their 40s or 50s or 60s, uh, and they're still struggling because nobody they believed that they aren't worthy because nobody believed in them. Then tell somebody else and tell somebody mm -hmm. else, okay? Go and tell somebody, but believe that it's not your fault. Believe mm -hmm. that it's not your fault. That's one of the first things I think that they need to hear. I love that, I love and that. The second, and the second, which is what um, I mentioned as my Ignite Action Step, which is what Steve, which is why I bring this up, Steve, this person that is a widow, I mentioned in my night action steps, communicate with your children yes. often and ask the questions specifically and warn them that their body and their private parts are not to be touched. Even if you feel weird as a father or a mother saying that you have to talk and you have to communicate with your children because communication does save life, does prevent this type of situations. It does prevent them. Yes. And so he was talking about that point in my book that he was going to start talking to his kids and asking them, okay, what's going on? Is there this person taking good care of you? And then talking the questions about the private parts because he has a six-year-old and blah, blah. So communication with your kids is key. And boys that. and girls. It's not exclusive. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Yeah. Boys I love and that. Girls. Okay. I love that. Ladies, can you believe we only have six minutes left in this hour? This has been the most amazing hour. I am so grateful for each Me of you too. to be a part of this story. And I'm taking yeah, so you're going to get a whole video. You're going to get this whole video. It's online on YouTube. Oh, okay. It's being recorded. It's being recorded. Hi. Sarah, smile. Sarah. Smile. <laughs> So you're going to get this whole thing on video. It's all being recorded live. It's on YouTube and it's being recorded. So what, what's super, super exciting, ladies, is, you know, we, we are Ignite Happiness, international bestseller. <laughs> it's an international bestseller. We are absolutely changing lives, but we are helping people live their best life. So this concept of reprogramming your brain, being intentional, and then reprogramming your brain, using your thoughts mm -hmm. to generate happiness. Guys, tell me a little bit more about that. Let's let's use our last five minutes, four and a half minutes to really give words of wisdom around reprogramming your brain. If you're like, okay, I guess if, if we have people who've, who've had family 
the twins die. People have been sexually molested. People have had all kind of horrible things happen in their lives, but they've decided we're going to be intentional and we're going to find joy. We're going to choose joy. Igniting happiness is about choosing joy, choosing to bring happiness into your life. So let's go ahead and if you ladies can each, and I'll end with you, Dr. Tart. I'm going to start with you, Sarah. I'm going to go to you, Claudia, and then we're going to go back to Dr. Tart. We each got one minute. To say, what are those specific things that you would tell people to do to ignite happiness? So say you're in the middle of a pandemic. Say you've lost your job. Say you're dealing with somebody who's on your last nerve. You're right. You're kind of on the edge. What (laughs) would you say to that individual? What would you tell someone to do to ignite happiness, to kind of maintain that joyful bubble? Believe you can. And then to do what? Sarah, I'm going to start with you. And you are mute. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, yes. I I would say, I think it's to do with these pictures that we invent, you know, if things are kind of pouring on top of us, if things are going wrong, then we can amplify that in our heads. And, and But just to come back to this moment, what can I do right here, right now, in this next hour, in today? Let's, you know, take away the worry of what's going to happen next week, next year, because truly we don't know but we can focus on something positive that you can do, some small, tiny step that can bring you more joy. You know, don't look at the distance, look at the here and the now. The here and the now, being present in the moment. Claudia, you look lovely, darling. What would you say? Lean in closer, because when you lean back, you're in the, you're in the no. dark, so I'm have you lean in. There you go. So go ahead yeah. and lean in closer to the, come closer. There you yeah. go. That's, that's good. So yes, go ahead and, and, and tell us, we got, 30 seconds. What would what okay. advice would you give to someone to ignite happiness in their life to, 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 to shift mood? Okay, three things. Number one, oh, video, yeah. Number one, do not let the anger trap you. The anger trap is the worst trap. Just move on from the anger trap. Whatever it is that you're angry about, it's a trap, move on. Second, really stay positive because positive mind has positive outcomes. It's just a simple equation. If one is positive, the outlook to everything will be much better. And then third, forgive easily. That does not mean you will forget. Nobody forgets. But forgiveness does let us enjoy joy. Enjoy. Enjoy it within us. Every little I love that. Detail. I love that. Thank you so much. Dr. Tar, less than one minute. You know what, what I'm going to say is bigger than me. One, that's, that's the first thing. It's bigger than me. It's absolutely, literally, it's bigger than me. And to believe that you can say that. And I want to ditto with the things that the ladies have said. But the one other thing that I want to say is to write it down and, see, and read it every day. Touch it every day. Believe it. See it. You're in the moment. you got this moment of happiness or you have this uh, expectation of what happiness will look like. Write it down. Read it. Say it. Let it become your mantra every day and give God the praise. I love that, Sarah. I'm going to go back to one thing you said. You said we can fill our heads with amazing stories. We can visualize amazing futures. That's igniting happiness. Yes. Choose joy. Amen. Choose joy. You decide. Create it in your mind, and you can create the reality in your lives. This book yeah. is really all about bringing joy to the world, bringing happiness to the world, not just in some esoteric way, but like real practical steps from real people who've had real trauma, who are now loving life, choosing joy and asking you to do the same. Again, ignite happiness in your life. This is Tracy Harrell. It's bigger than me, baby. Amen. Right on.